0: Hello everyone welcome to Next Generation Saints. I'm your host Nick Coons. Before we get started with this, I want to go ahead and let you guys know a word from our sponsor right before the show. Hello everyone and welcome back to Next Generation Saints. I'm your host Nick Coons. So today, this is going to be another episode where I talk about the LGBTQ. Now, man, you've been talking about this quite a lot. Why do you keep bringing up the LGBTQ or the alphabet group? What's going on here? Well, a lot of people have been looking into this. I have been honestly more and more studying into this. And, you know, I, I'm just getting to the point of being frustrated with a lot of Christians and with what we're, what is being said about, well, what is this group? What are they really doing? What is really the message here? Because we get a lot of things from the medium. We'll get like... The LGBTQ, the alphabet um, people, will come forward. And so they so many things, but then we see so many bad things happen. Such as, I don't know if you've noticed this recently, but these people who are pretty much demonically possessed have been continuously telling us that they're not coming for our children. That is at least what they've been saying since the beginning. Was Originally, and I was back in high school, and I was actually a supporter of gay marriage back when I was in high school, surprisingly, because... I was a new Christian. I didn't really know anything. I didn't know that, you know, homosexuality was not okay. When I went to my Methodist church when I was in high school, they asked, uh, they brought all the Methodist um, church uh, youth group in. I was part of it, and they asked, what do you think? I said, well, maybe it's God's way of thinning out the crowd. It's a stupid answer, and they never corrected me. It was until I started studying the Bible that I realized what was going on. So, for a long time, gay marriage, when it was first coming out, I remember when I. There was the movie Twilight. I remember I went with a friend when I was at Disney and saw that. And one of the lead stars who played Jacob in the film wore a t shirt that says, Hey, some guys just like other guys. What's the big deal? And at Disney, I worked with a lot of gay guys and a lot of lesbians. There's a lot of people who are very homosexual at Disney. I know that may seem like a shocker to you. If you didn't know this, now you do. And you probably, if you've already worked there or. Pretty much know how this works, then I'm not telling you something you already don't know. So, the argument back then when I was working there, because I worked there for between 08 and 2015, this was 2008, not 1908. I just say 08. Um, it was, we just want to be able to marry and sleep with whoever we want to in the confinement of our own bedroom. And the Christians, because they would be against what the Christians were saying, the Christians would be like, well, you know, this is not okay. It's not okay. lifestyle." They go, what do you care? We're just, we're, we're sleeping with, what do you care with what happens in the bedroom? That's our life. We're not imposing anything on you. You want to have sex in the bedroom? Go have sex in the bedroom. We'll have ours. We're not going to do anything to impose upon you. And that was the standard. But ever since these marches coming out and the, Uh, San Francisco Gay Choir, which I'll play on here. I'll show you guys all the evidence I have on here. It's now gone from, I would say, Satan was operating within the shadows. He was not revealing himself totally. And what would happen is this progressive or regressive societal move was more premised on the idea of, like, again, this is where we have the words like woke. Because woke, progressivism, this, um, this... LGBTQ, whatever movement, the transgender movement, it's all interconnected. And with Satanism, it's all connected. It's one big package deal. It's just we uh, don't always see it all together. And now I think what happens is it's being revealed more and more. So I found a bunch of videos on TikTok that were from the Alphabet community, the transgender community, telling us they want our kids. Now, you got to take a look at this. This one I actually found on TikTok. I'll go ahead and play it for you.
1: This is where we hold them.
0: That little, little part where Sparta, I just thought was pretty cool because I'm a big fan of the 300 movie and whatnot. I thought it was an awesome movie. That's just me. This is Sparta! You know, kick him right off the thing. Anywho, I digress. So now they're marching down the street and you see lots of Christians and even the Muslims who've gone together. And Nantifa showed up. There's an event where the Muslims and the Christians, I think it was also a Jewish community, came together for the first time ever. And start chanting and going, saying, You're not going to take our kids. You know, leave our kids alone. There, let me show you this one. wasn't actually Jews that were joining in it was Christians and Muslims joining together standing against Antifa and this transgender community the craziest part is i've been watching different tiktok videos seeing where everyone's coming cuz tiktok is one of the biggest social media platforms out there that everyone's communicating what's going on about and the biggest one is um i don't know if i have it on me i probably have to find it but there's a catch a predator or catch a predator and it is now where these transgenders are meeting up with, like, between 7, 12, and I think 14-year-old children. I mean, we're talking boys and girls. Or, like, there was a guy who was dressed up as one. And I'm not going to play the clip for you right here because there's a lot of cursing in it. I can't necessarily bleep this out right now. So I'm just going to go and summarize it. And you can take a look on TikTok in your spare time if you like to. I mean, which is this pedophile a man dressed up as a horribly dressed up as a woman what these um, pedophile catchers do is they'll create a online profile and they'll make it look like it's this little boy or little girl you know no older than maybe 7 12 years old right give or take i mean it d- depends and what they'll do is they'll go and say okay they make the profile, to put it out there, and then they wait for predators. It's like when you take fish in, you know, like a fish uh, Fish hook, you put bait onto it, you throw it into the water, and you set it, right? You're waiting for the fish to come to the bait. They're waiting for the predators to show up. And these transgenders are showing up to meet with these little children. And, they, and they've been texting these guys, right? Texting them left, right, and center. And they're saying, like, we're going to do oral sex with you. We're going to play with sex toys. Oh, I won't, you know, we could touch them. They send nude photos of themselves. They send pictures of their uh, private parts to them. And then they arrange to meet with them. And what happens is these are the, pre- you know, the predators are actually contacting these on pedofi- uh, these pedo hunters, I guess if you want to call them that. And what they'll do is they'll say, hey, if you meet up a Cracker bear, I'll be there. And then, you know, he goes, hey, no problem. I'll get a hotel room. And then, You know, we can talk. And they catch these people. These predators are the transgenders. This is what's happening left, right, and center. And now we're seeing it where they're wanting, they're grooming children. Now, it's interesting. I was listening to a podcast about this early this morning as I was going to work. And one of the podcasters was talking about how, talking to a guy who used, he was a former child pedophile, pedophilia and gone to prison the whole 9 yards and they had said okay what happens how do you find your victims and he said well the biggest one is actually i look for families who have a weak who whose father is not not scary to me as it doesn't pose a threat isn't that interesting fathers that don't pose a threat men that don't pose a threat husbands who don't defend their families isn't that interesting? And he said, "Yeah, if it if they pose a danger, like they could hurt me, or they're going to hurt, scrub me up, or kill me, I won't even try. I'll walk away. I'll go find the other family that is, you know, I'll I the wolf will look for another another um, family to go hunt." And here the, the these the political left, here these leftist liberals, these progressives are talking about how. Men need to check their toxic masculinity. I look and go, if that's the case, if society, the biggest one, the woke society is telling you that you need to stop being a man, being a man, and I mean like also a godly man, like a true biblical godly man, the man who provides for his family, protects his home, loves the Lord first and foremost, and loves his wife As Christ loves the church You're telling me that that's toxic And that that action And this one leading I'm into Satanism Satan is using that And saying that you shouldn't be that godly man That's defender of your home Defender of your family Watching over the walk in their faith Watching over um, providing for what they need Trusting in the Lord That to- That's toxic masculinity It needs to end So that the pedophiles and the wolves out there can target your children. And I wish I was making all this up. I really do kind of wish I was making it up, but it's not me making anything up. They already said that. I already have. You could watch the clip. They are saying, "We're we're uh, we're here. We're queer. We're coming for your children, men of God." We should do what those other people did in Canada. We should stand up and say, "No, you're not going to get our children." You're not going to come to our home. You're not going to bring any of this stuff in. We are going to preach the word of God. We're going to raise them in the ways of the Lord, through the Bible. And we're going to tell Satan and these people to get out. Now, you might be saying, well, wait a second. You can't say they're Satanists. How could you say that? Let me show you a few examples here. So you probably cannot see what I posted on there. You're probably doing something right now. So I will go ahead and give a visual uh, description of what's going on here. So what you have here is a, looks like a protest or a parade or some sort of thing with um, a big stretched out rainbow that says Satan loves on it. And it is used to mock God. Another one. That I posted up there. Was actually a guy wearing a t-shirt. That has a picture of a goat at the very bottom. With a pentagram on it's forehead. The horns have rainbows on it. And it sits right in front of a rainbow. It has a flame over it's head. And it reads. Not today Jesus. That is what's going on here folks. That is what is happening. It's. This is pure Satanism. Left right and center. Now. So I'm going to switch gears here. I'm going to be talking about the regressive church. The regressive church came out, and I, I heard about this this morning, and I really had to talk about this because I'm in seminary, and, and it was very important of me to go ahead and start talking about this. They have a new creed. Now, what's a creed? A creed is simple. A creed is just something that states that you believe in something. Originally, it was the Catholic church. Now, I'm not talking Catholic as in um Roman Catholic Church with the Pope with um priesthoods with you know believing in blessed in the Holy Virgin Mary none of those things that wasn't what the what that wasn't originally the Catholic Church Catholic Church was just the universal Church which would be like Philippi Colossians, um the church in Corinth um uh all of those those were the churches the ones that Paul was writing to in the New Testament that was the church that was that was happening so a creed was basically just to say, we this is what we believe in, and it was to affirm what the Bible taught. Now, originally, this is what a church, the creed, the churchly, uh, uh, well, I shouldn't say that this is what the church. Is I'm going to read to you what was called the Sparkle Creed. Now that the regressive church has put forward, I'm going to play the video for you so you know that I'm not just making things up here. So here it goes. <laughs> Bear with me on this. I believe in the non-binary God whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their children, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shattered our image of white light and refracted it into a rainbow of glorious diversity. I believe in the church of everyday saints and numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the... Aids Quilt. Okay, Those feet were grounded in mud and whose eyes gazed in the stars in wonder. I believe in the calling to each of us that love is love is love. So beloved, let us love. I believe glorious God, help my unbelief. Amen. Now, the Sparkle Creed was originally penned in 2021 by, and they're going to call her, she's going to call herself this, but she doesn't really mean title, Reverend, or Rachel Small Stokes, pastor of Emmanuel Church of Christ in Louisville, Kentucky. Now, I, now, if you think I'm making something up here and that this cannot possibly be real whatsoever, I'm going to go ahead and show it to you guys. So, if if you're like me, you're going to have a hard time kind of watching this, but this is what's going on. Take a look.
1: You to rise in body or spirit. And let us confess our faith today in the words of the Sparkle Creed. I believe in the non-binary God, whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads, and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit, who shatters our image of one white light, and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. I believe in the church of everyday saints, as numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the ace quilt, whose feet are grounded in mud, and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. I believe in the calling to each of us that love is love is love, so beloved, let us love.
0: I believe, glorious God. Help my unbelief. Amen. Next, I want to go ahead and let you guys know. Now, this is important. In the book of Revelation, you have John, who is sent up into heaven. And he has these visions about Jesus talking to the churches. And one of the biggest things he said is, in the future church, because a lot of Christians are falling away at this point. A lot of them have been seeing from Bishop all the way to Phoenix, to everywhere, different Christians are bowing down to this and going, okay, we want to be more open. They have this belief that the Christianity is, well, just be okay, don't do anything drastic, you know, just, uh, you know, they get really hesitant. But what I'm looking at here in the Bible, and what I'm seeing more and more is, Jesus is saying we need to stand firm in our faith. We... We can't compromise because in the book of Revelation, when John sees it, Jesus talks to the seven lampstands, and he's talking to the seven churches and tells them coming up there's going to be trials and tribulation. There's going to be great warring against the church, great warring against it, and that you're going to have to make you're going to have to make a decision coming up. And this is where I speak to every Christian out there, every man and woman, brother and sister in Christ, every church. In general, the building or the congregation, the body of Christ, which I speak to, you have to make a decision. You're going to have to choose between following the Word of God or compromise. This goes for both inside the church and outside the church. Because inside the church, you're going to, have to decide are you going to stick to Holy Scripture? Are you going to stick to what the Bible teaches without compromise? Love, you know, <clears throat> preaching, proclaiming the Word of God. But in love? Or are you going to compromise and say, let's have a drag queen show? Let's like, like let's have a grown man who dressed like a woman jiggling in their butt and their genitalia in front of our children, going, come on, guys, Yay. God is love. That's all you need to do. Are you going to compromise? In your professional life, are you going to stand for what's right? I've seen family members, I've seen friends as well <coughs> who claim to be Christian, they go, I'm going to go to this gay pride parade and just see and have fun you know why not god's love are you gonna compromise are you gonna compromise the word of god for the and and what god says is an abomination to him romans chapter one through two talk about this i'm not gonna read the whole thing right here you can read it yourself but it talks about the entire thing saying that this sexual immorality that it is an abomination to him and that these people have rejected the truth of jesus and I can't say all of them have, but I, there's always somebody to be saved. There's always that hope. But what I'm seeing is this movement is led by Satan, and the people who have taken it in hook, line, and sinker have been given over to a depraved mind, as Romans chapter one and two point out. Church, we have a decision to make. You can either like, even inside the church, you can send and go like worship your holy songs, whatever. But then when you go into the workforce. And let's say that, oh, well, like, we're co-workers, you know, they, they think it's okay, and I don't want to be the weird person. i kind of want to, do you want to conform? Do you want to compromise your religious beliefs? Do you want to compromise your faith in Jesus and the, and the word of God? Remember what, remember the Bible teaches. What does it benefit a man to gain the world and lose their soul? So I want to leave you guys on these couple, a little last little couple things here. So, I want to go ahead and talk about, let's see here, I believe it's uh, Galatians chapter 5, I believe, right here. I was pulling these verses up, took screenshots of them, so I'm hoping I got these correct. <laughs> now, you see all these people doing these mocking things. Let me point out here, verse 7 all the way to 9. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked, and a man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to the to please their flesh from the flesh Will reap destruction. Whoever sows to this to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap the harvest if we do not give up. Next one is this, First Peter chapter five verse eight. Because of all these things taking place, I want you guys to hear this sincerely from the bottom of my heart. I want you guys to hear this one. First, again, 1 First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, um, the NIV. Be alert and sober-minded. Our Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. They're out there. They're, it's already saying it. that we're out for your children. We're trying to go for the most innocence, the innocent life. We're trying to go for it. They're going for it. Satan's going there. So now we look over, I'm going to say, um, um, Ephesians 5, chapter 5, verse 10, I believe here. And if I'm wrong, you know, I'm just going to read it to you and you can already look it up yourself. Now, I want you all to put on to the armor of God. That's what this is going to be. The armor of God. Let me read it to you. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of truth, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. And always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. We're at war here, guys. That's as simple as it gets. We're at spiritual war. Satan is right there. He is not hiding from you. He is not dancing around. No, he's not the little guy with little horns going, Pfft, here, with a little goatee right here, even though I have a nice mane. He doesn't have that. He's not walking around with a little pitchfork going, hee, hee, he, hee, hee, a little devil tail behind him. No, he's marching the streets on a gay pride parade. He's telling you straight up, he's coming for your children. He is calling in antifa and these left-leaning organizations who are going to support them, who are going to bring harm and whatnot. They are trying their hardest. They are getting our leaders and our organizations, our government involved into this. They are causing the wokeness to take place. Wokeness is Satanism. That is what's going on here. And church, last again, I can't stress this enough. Do not compromise the word of God. Stick true it. 110% love your neighbor, love God, love your neighbor. Husbands, love your wives, love your family. Wives, submit to your husbands. Raise your children in the ways of the Lord. Stand firm. I, I can't emphasize this enough. If, if there's ever a time to fight, this would be it. Fight on your knees. Stand up for your family, protect them. Show them phys- physically you're protecting them. Pray for them. Teach them the word of God. And speak the name of Jesus. I want to leave you with that encouragement. It's going to be. We will make this. We will make it through it. These things. The Bible does say that these trials and tribulations. But also have great cheer for the day of the Lord is coming. So I want to encourage you. Don't give up the fight. Know the enemy. See him. See him for who he is. And fight him with the Bible. Fight him. On your knees. Praying. So until next time. (laughs) We meet again. May God richly bless y'all. My dearly beloved.